0: This is Jeff Chrisman, and I'm on the Living Arts of Tulsa podcast today, and I'm very uh, grateful and very joyous to have the opportunity to be visiting with one of the curators of the current uh, Tulsa Race Massacre Centennial Project exhibit at Living Arts, and I'm speaking with Christina Henley. Christina, thanks so much for taking the time with me. I appreciate this.
1: Thank you so much for having me. (laughs)
0: Absolutely. What I thought I would do is that I first wanted to take a moment and really honor uh, your involvement in co-curating this exhibit and just in the contribution that you were making to the local, uh, to the local community uh, in terms of your artwork and your artistic perspective. And I wanted to take a moment, and if I could, and I, not to put you on the spot at all, but it would really be uh, wonderful to hear uh, you know, what this exhibit and your involvement in this means to you at a deeper level.
1: Yes, well, it's actually an interesting um, story. There was already, um, like, uh, Gary and I were brought in to co-curate. There was another curator that was chosen, um, but that situation didn't work out. And so um, I had previously curated for Living Arts back in January. And um, Gary has been working with Living Arts through his photography and also DJing um, at their first Friday um, art crawl. And so we were both familiar with Living Arts, they were familiar with us. So because of the circumstance with the other curator, they asked us both to co-curate, which I agreed to. And um, the premise of the Tulsa Race Massacre exhibition, um, there are three um, like uh, exhibition, or there's one exhibition statement, but it explains basically where Tulsa was as far as with the race massacre and the history of it um, where uh, Tulsa is now and then where Tulsa is going as far as the future in light of uh, the history of the race massacre uh, being more widely known and spoken and taught about and um, if we really are moving forward towards the right direction um, and also what have we learned from the past so that we don't repeat that um, history.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And, I, and I, I appreciate you sharing that. And I was wondering uh, from your perspective as, as both an artist and a human being, if I could ask you what this experience has been like for you, just any reflections Now that the the exhibit has been well underway for a a good period of time, just anything that you might share as far as what your experience has been uh, going through this entire process?
1: Yeah, going through the entire process, it it was definitely another learning curve for me. And so um, there were a lot more art pieces that I had to... um, look at um, because aside from um, like the two-dimensional and three-dimensional pieces that were featured in the show, um, there were also um, photography uh, pieces uh, from the Living Arts Archives that were also included. So um, from anywhere from like placing the pieces to um, setting up like the pedestals for like the ceramic and sculptural pieces to figuring out um, the photography and where that was gonna go and actually the photographs that we were wanting to use. It was just like a like step-by-step process and also like collaborating and compromising on like um, how do we want this piece to look in relation to the next one? Or is there a story that we're wanting to tell with this um, p- pieces specifically? So, how do certain pieces look um, next to each other as far as like the colors that were used, but also um, like we didn't have like the artist synopsis that are along with a lot of the pieces. So we just had to go off of what how they looked, how the pieces actually looked and how the photographs actually looked. So it was just a lot of back and forth between Gary and I. And then we were also um, getting um, counsel from like the Living Arts staff, like, hey, you might want to make sure that um, two artists of the same name aren't next to each other. We ended up doing that anyway
0: for some of the
1: pieces, but it was just one of those things where it was just like, you know, you know, how do you want things to be laid out, so.
0: Yeah, thank you, and I, and I was going to, to ask you, and I don't know if there's anything there, uh, but I, I saw a phrase that I thought was very, it was very interesting, and I was wondering if, if this, uh, if, that's, if this has any relevance. I was reading an article in Root Tulsa that was speaking about how this exhibit was very, what was referred to as very mind-altering, in a certain sort of way, and I was just going to, and I'm open to, it's it's definitely okay if that doesn't really resonate or if that doesn't bring anything to mind, but I was wondering, just from your perspective, if there's anything about that in terms of you seeing other people as they walk through and and experience the exhibit and for yourself even, you know, after everything was arranged and the doors open and, Uh, the public had an opportunity to come in and experience this you know would you say that there's anything about this that has been mind-altering in some ways just in terms of your experience of other people and and your and your own experience?
1: Yeah no that's a really good question Um, I would say it was mind-altering especially having the artist um, statements next to their pieces and actually engaging with what the artists were saying like behind them like the meaning behind their pieces and so um, especially uh, especially the the first or opening friday night um it was on uh during Mayfest weekend so we had a lot of people coming into the space a lot of positive feedback um there was also like a tally being taken of people who cried um wow. by seeing the pieces um it was just a it's just a really powerful show um and uh Just like all of the different subject matter from like uh, the question walls that um, ask about privilege, about what privileges do you have that others do not. Um, What privileges do you feel like that other people have that you don't. So it's just just like it's just like engagement that I think is really important with the exhibition that is very mind altering, too, because now there's another board uh, in the main gallery area that um, talks about 100 years of injustice, not resilience. And there's a lot of statements that are made that are questioning, have we why would we even call this resilience when all like what has been experienced has been an injustice. So there's a lot of questions that are being asked. You're being asked, I believe, by the pieces to um, really uh, question like your reality and like in context to the history of the race massacre um, through the lens of these artists. So I just thought that that was really important. And it seemed like that people have really grasped that. And so to me, that's what, I I think with the mind altering where there's more than just a sensory of, oh, I'm just looking at it, you know, I can kind of see how it may feel to touch. It's like I actually have to interpret what this artist is trying to tell me.
0: Yeah, thank you. And then I was wondering too, I know that you know there have been, you know, many different events that have that have been around this time and focused, you know, on this on this specific time in history. And I was wondering just in terms of if you have any thoughts about, about art in comparison to some of the other events, not necessarily from a qualitative standpoint, but just getting some sense of maybe what you might think is the, the power of art to, to teach people about this and to, to actually alter people's minds in a certain sort of way, uh, as, as opposed to, uh, you know, as far as spoken word, uh, music. And there again, not that this is about one being better than the other, but just Mm. anything that you might share as being an artist yourself, I thought it would be very interesting just to hear what you might say, just in terms of what the power of art was in in telling the various stories.
1: Well, I think one of the powerful things as an artist that you're able to accomplish that maybe instead of hearing something or reading something is that um, the artist, as an artist, you can get away, I believe, with a lot more as far as wanting to get your voice and what you're trying to say across. And also art can be more accessible and approachable in any type of setting. Like there's public art, Um, there's um, like pop-up art, markets to where like if an artist chooses to display their artwork like in an alleyway or you know in an abandoned building so there there really aren't as many restrictions or rules so if you're wanting to make a commentary to something that is going on in your society or community you have a really um, powerful uh opportunity to make your point and voice known And depending on how you execute that as an artist, it can really resonate with the viewer. Um, Not only can they possibly um, experience what the artist was wanting to portray um, exactly, but the viewer can also make their own interpretation. So it's like, oh, this is what I think or feel when I see this piece of art. This is what, even though the artist is saying this is what I, this is what this piece is about. I can add additional, you know, meaning to that so that it's more meaningful to me as the viewer.
0: Yeah, thank you. And then I was wondering as well just in terms of, you know, I've heard the phrase before that, you know, art has a tendency to sometimes stimulate conversation or bring people to speak about things that might not be spoken about otherwise. I was wondering if there was any examples, and there again, I don't wanna put you on the spot at all, but just any, any conversations that you feel like as, as you've gone through this process, anything that you might share just in terms of something very formative, uh, a conversation that is that has maybe been a surprise for you or something that has, has possibly changed the way you've looked at things?
1: Um, I would say that, um, I'm trying to think. I just know with uh, talking to uh, just some of the viewers and how there were certain pieces that spoke to them and certain um, uh, like artists that they knew or artists that they did know. Um, I know that uh, there was like uh, questions about the meeting. For example, um, there is an artist who um, I'm trying to let me see if I can i trying to remember her name, but it was about the um, Exodusters and um, what, it was an artist art piece, that had Exodusters across it. And then there was another piece by that same artist who also featured that word as well. And so I looked up what Exodusters were and it's actually the migration of African-Americans from the South to like Kansas, Oklahoma and Colorado like during the 19th century. Hmm. And so that was just amazing how the artists like portrayed that in their artwork And somebody had a question about it and I didn't know the answer. So it intrigued me to look it up and I learned some history. So it was just, and then there was another conversation that I had, um, with someone who, uh, felt like it was important that, uh, you know, who were the black artists that were featured in the show and who weren't like, why was that happening? They kind of felt a little, um, slighted by that, because they were like, this is a Tulsa race massacre exhibition. I thought that the all of the artists were Black. Mm-hmm. And um, I, like I explained to them, you know, I kind of came in on this late, but I totally understood their perspective. But then I also thought, you know, why not also feature artists that um, aren't Black who have something to say about the race massacre? Do we need to see that, even if it's controversial? But uh, you know, and I still grapple with that. I don't know the answer to that. So there are some like unanswered questions um, that I had in doing this exhibition, as far as um, ethically uh, making sure that there was a more serious or appropriate voice to the art and the artists that were featured in this exhibition.
0: Yeah, that's and that's and I and I really appreciate that and really respect that. And I was going to ask you as well. Uh, Do you get a sense that there are some some artists that have had an opportunity to have their work seen uh, maybe in a way that's been more, in in other words, being able to access more people or to have more people see their work? I was just wondering in terms of the impact of some of the artists, uh, if if this opened them up possibly to a wider audience as, as a result of participating.
1: Yes. Um, So I actually met some of the artists on opening night that Friday um, during Mayfest, and um, it was really interesting that it was like five or six featured artists that came that night one of them created a video, like music video, he's a rapper, and um, he just, like, he saw himself on the screen, and he was, he's not from Tulsa, Mm. and so he was just saying how um, he was really happy to be featured in the show, and how impactful he felt like it was, that he was a part of it, and then once he found out that Gary and I were the curators, he was like, that's even more important, or that's, like as important, I shouldn't say more important, because it it meant to, it, it kind of maybe meant to him that there was more um, care and consideration, but also like we could relate to him better, like because we're all black. Yeah. And so that was important. And so both Gary and I met him and like there was another artist, Jam- Jamario Baird, who had, he was volunteering that weekend and it was really interesting to speak with him and get his perspective on his pieces. And he spoke about, you know, how he had uh, been making t-shirts for a very long time and how very recently, like the past few years, his t-shirt designs have been becoming more popular because of Black Wall Street and the attention to Greenwood. And so he was happy to be a part of this exhibition. So it was just really encouraging. Um, there were other artists that engaged more with the viewing art um, audience. There was uh, Spencer Plumley; she's a, a painter and she did um, a painting about the uh, marches that were happening when the Trump rally uh, was supposed to take place or did take place in Tulsa oh, last yeah. year. And she had a QR code to where you could scan it and gain even more information about her piece. So I just think that there are different elements like either in person or that the artist chose to engage with the exhibition and how they felt empowered to do so. Um, And I just think that that was was really cool to have those types of conversations and also revelations from the artists.
0: Yeah, I I really appreciate it. And I was gonna ask you as well, I had, and there again, this just may be a, a coincidental thing, that I've had people that uh, have not ever been to Oklahoma or have not ever been to Tulsa, people that I know in different parts of the United States. And I was even shocked to have a friend uh, in Germany that actually became aware of this somehow on the world news. Uh, there was actually, you know, they were talking about Black Wall Street and about, about the massacre and about the history and about all the things that were going on at this time to, uh, to, to remember this. And I was wondering if that is, uh, it, it, I didn't know if all of you have heard uh, from different people, you know, outside of Tulsa and Oklahoma, that this has really raised awareness, not only here, but other places.
1: Yeah, I would say when I was working um, for, li- well, volunteering over the weekend, there are people who were here because of um, uh just the importance of that weekend and also uh, to see what was going on. They, and the, some people were, uh, it was like Mayfest. So it was just like, they were there for that. But yeah, that, didn't co- that weren't from Tulsa and um, they just, they didn't know some of them. But I also met people that were, it, that was surprising to me that they learned about it. They knew a, more information than, or even learned about it earlier than when I did. And they're like, yeah, I knew about this. This is weird that Tulsa is just now kind of maybe bringing more attention to the massacre. But we heard about this. We knew about this. So it was like that mixture of people who knew and who didn't know that were um, from out of town. and But at the same time, they, they seemed very interested and engaged in learning even more. So it wasn't just like about the race massacre itself. It was about the survivors or even the stories that Were being told um, that were recorded, so there's just like this genuine interest that people had, and just coming to the exhibition just really helped them to. I think it it made them feel or think that, you know, they were taking a part in history in an interesting, like locally. and so I just think that they felt really proud of that, that even though they either knew or didn't know, being at the exhibition helped them like put the pieces of the puzzle together, but it was even more interesting for them because it was an art, it's an art exhibition, so.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, I, and I appreciate that. And I was wondering too, and I don't know if it's too early to say, and I'm definitely open to, uh, uh, you know, if it is too early to assess, I was going to ask you just in terms of any healing that you see around this at all. And I don't know if it's too early to ask you, you know, what you think the impact may be, you know, beyond, you know, once the exhibit closes, just anything that you foresee uh, in, in terms of the impact of this, you know, just how it will affect things going forward.
1: Yes, I think that there, there are different stages of healing. So I think that we're in the early stages right now. And I think with, um, and those who uh, have come to the exhibition or are wanting to come, um, it's a small step as far as having the um, exhibition. And I think that the takeaway uh, that people are gathering from it is helping in some ways to make them a- more aware and um, more open to maybe learning more because they've come to the exhibition. But I I think we're still in the beginning stages. The real healing is gonna come through the treatment of black Tulsans and black businesses, black entrepreneurs going forward into the future. That's to me really what's gonna be the hallmark of what if Tulsa really wants to make a wrong right. And um, really, reconcile with the past which I, I mean even me saying that I don't know if that will ever be the case because I just you know I believe that this of course should have never happened like how much more uh thriving and um I would say uh Just ahead of its time from where it is now with Tulsa have been had the mass race massacre hadn't happened, like what would our city have been like, but it's like that's not lost, but that depends on all of us and what we really want for this city.
0: Yeah, that is so beautiful and I really want to I really honor what you have just shared I I really do that that's made a tremendous impact on me just to hear hear you share that, and I was going to ask you as well and there again this may be too early also. Uh, but I figure it, it's coming up intuitively, so I figure I would at least ask. Uh, just getting some sense of uh, what this experience of curating or co-curating this exhibit with Gary, uh, just anything that you can see or foresee uh, just in your own work uh, as, you, you know, as, you, as this ends and as time moves on and moves forward, just anything that you might see in terms of this experience affecting or informing uh, the work that you'll be doing here in the in the near future and just the more distant future.
1: I'll, I I would say I'll definitely be thinking about like my process and also dealing with art galleries or different art opportunities in the future. Um, I it's I think I've had like a holistic um, approach to this as an artist and then also curating. I, it's like the the best of both worlds as far as learning and growing and moving forward. And also like the subject matter of my work and how I want it to come across and also being more aware of how uh, your work or like artwork can impact the viewing audience and what the opportunities are with that. Like, it's interesting to see that from the curator's side of things So, um, and it was really helpful to have Gary too, because I also learned more about collaborating and also compromise because he had certain insights that I hadn't thought about and ideas that were, he felt like, you know, should be executed. And I was like, well, and then I was like, oh no, I think he's right. So it's just, it's so many different lessons that I'll carry forward with me and being more mindful as an artist.
0: Yeah, thank you so much. And I was going to say, I think that probably gets me to the conclusion. I, I don't know that there's any other questions that are coming to me. And I, what I wanted to do is just as we come to a conclusion, if there's anything else, and it's totally okay. If not, I just wanted to really open things up. If there's anything that you anything else that you might sh- want to share that maybe I had overlooked in terms of any questions, I uh, definitely am, am very uh, very open to any, anything you'd like to share. And no no expectations if not. Yeah.
1: No, I would like to say that overall, I'm very grateful for the, for the experience and that Living Arts trusted uh, myself and I feel comfortable speaking for Gary. I, I think he really enjoyed the cura- curating, curating experience as well. Um, I also feel very grateful to be in the same space, like be able to be entrusted with that responsibility um, by the other artists that there weren't certain artists that were like, oh, Tina and Gary are curating the show and we're pulling our pieces out, or you know, or s- <laughs> some type of controversy around that, that like we were given the opportunity and that you know, I we need to learn, we need to have these experiences so that we can move forward. And that's the whole premise of like, I think just as a black person, it's like we need to have these experiences so that we can learn and grow and better serve ourselves and our community. Like that's so important. And I just think that I just have so much gratitude and I'm looking forward towards the future. And also I don't ever wanna forget about living arts that hopefully as I go forward, I'll reference back even uh, with like the other artists that I've um, collaborated with just to remember and not take for granted um, the opportunities that have been given to me um, and to also hopefully pass that along to others say hey this happened for me um I'd like for this to happen for you too so
0: yeah that is so beautiful and very moving and I Christine I'm just I'm so glad that you have taken the time to uh, to visit with me and to share your experiences like this and uh it really does mean a lot I really appreciate it
1: okay thank you so much I really do appreciate you having me on
0: <laughs> absolutely thanks